You're listening to Outside by Design, a podcast about the business of creativity in the outdoor industry. This podcast is brought to you by Wheelie, a creative agency for people who thrive outside. We help connect people with themselves, each other, and the natural world through communication and creative work that makes people feel feelings and take action. Basically, we're all about making marketing that matters. This is our podcast about leveling up yourself, your brand, and your community through powerful creative work. Hello, and welcome to another episode of Outside by Design. I am Iris broadcasting to you from Wheelie Creative here in Whitefish, Montana. And today we have an amazing guest and a very unique guest. Today on the show, we have Chie Tamada, and she is a lettering artist. She is also a runner, a biker, a swimmer, and she uses those athletic pursuits to inspire her hand lettering. And she joins us today on the podcast to talk about the financial side of creativity, how she meshes creativity and her athletic pursuits, and how her art shares positivity with the world. I highly recommend that you go to Chie's Instagram before listening to this podcast, unless you're driving, then I forgive you. But it is at Chie, C-H-I-E dot Tamada, T-A-M-A-D-A, and check out her lettering. It is incredible. You will be mind boggled that this is hand lettering. And without further ado, let's get to GA. All right, GA, thank you so much for being on our podcast today. Yeah, of course. Thanks, Lisa. And the first question we ask everyone is to describe where you are and what you're looking at. Oh, um, I am in my room right now in an apartment in San Francisco. And the thing that's sitting right in front of me is a clipboard with like a a mood board that I put together a couple days ago. So that's what I'm looking at. Keeps me inspired. Yeah. How is living in San Francisco going right now? It's it's all right. Um, I'm living in the Mission Bay area, so it's right by uh, the Embarcadero with the waterfront. So being able to you know just go quickly outside on runs and stuff has been really nice with a with a great view. Um, but yeah, with the latest pandemic, it's been kind of crazy, um, long lines everywhere just because there's so many people in such a compact space. But mm. overall, it's sunny. Um, can't complain. Yeah. I'm, I'm super curious about your story and how you became a lettering artist. Yeah, um, I'd be more than happy to talk about that. Yeah. Um, so Yes, I am a lettering artist, uh, illustrator, designer. Um, My background, though, is actually uh, not in the creative field. So when I was younger in school, uh, I studied engineering. So I was going more for like the technical route. Um, And that led me into 
uh, getting into the tech scene, actually, in the Bay Area. So I grew up in Los Angeles, went to UCLA, moved up to the Bay Area to start working full time. Um, although I graduated with an engineering degree, I ended up uh, working as a program manager. So um, doing more of the coordination uh, operational side of things. And while I was working at my first job full time, that's when I found myself with a lot of free time. Um, in the evenings and weekends, uh, because I left my friends and family down in LA. And that gave me a lot of time to kind of poke around and look for a new hobby to pick up. And lettering just happened to be the thing that I was interested in at that time. Um, so I started out doing more calligraphy um, related things that was catering more to the wedding industry, I'd say. So I had friends who were you know, planning their upcoming weddings or uh, friends of friends that reached out to me to do like smaller prints. And then since then I pivoted a few times. So I started working with like local coffee shops um, on some designs or murals and then eventually carved my way into doing more lettering, um, broadened my scope just so I can work with larger businesses and um, do like more branding and large scale murals and stuff. So all um, self-taught, uh, you know, trying to spend as much time uh, outside of my day job learning about more of the technical stuff between like graphic design and lettering and stuff. But that's how I got into it. And your client list has Google and Facebook, the Washington Post, Coalition Snow. Um, and I find it really fun that you're able to work with corporations like Google and Facebook with such a juxtaposing style that's so personal and hand-drawn and uplifting. Um, like how, how are you kind of bringing your own vibes into corporate work? Oh, thanks. Um, yeah, I, I feel like my style um, for lettering does look a little bit more on the hand-drawn side. So with lettering, it can be, you know, like very um, tight, like uh, type design and all of that, but it can also be uh, more fluid, hand-drawn sorts of things. And I feel like I gravitate towards more of that. Um, maybe that's because everything I did is self-taught or maybe it's because I just, you know, grew up um, like enjoying uh, hand drawing things or like painting things. But yeah, I've really enjoyed being able to apply that into some of the work that I've done. And um, I try to make it so that it gives it like a personal flair. Um, it doesn't have to be, you know, pixel perfect or anything. And that makes it a little bit more fun uh, and natural for me. Um, so I'm, I love that, you know, some of my clients have been able to fully embrace that and like appreciate that side of the lettering work that I do. Yeah. And I love that you kind of make it your mission to spread positivity through lettering. And I'm curious, like, why is that important to you? 
Yeah, um, I'd say I'm generally a very positive and optimistic (laughs) person. Um, When I talk to a lot of my friends, um, I'm usually the one that's like super bubbly and trying to uplift people. Um, And even during my day job, so I currently work at Facebook right now as a design program manager, I play more of a supporting role. I'm just trying to like help people make sure that they're unblocked and um, are able to do the best job that they can do. And so overall, um, yeah, positivity uh, and creativity is something that I just want to like continue uh, spreading towards the people, uh, to the people around me. And I also feel like, you know, there are some uh, creatives that might um, gravitate towards designs that are a little more darker and stuff, but I just like bringing like happy thoughts and um, just positive sentiments to like people's minds. So my hope is that whenever they come across uh, a piece of work that I've done, they feel a little bit more delighted. Um, hopefully it gives them a chance to like smile or want to share it with other people as well. Yeah. Your work is so beautiful. Thank you. I appreciate that. What, what for you, I really like another kind of juxtaposition that you have, which is this connection between creativity and identifying as an athlete. And how do those two worlds interconnect for you? Yeah, so that um, came about about like a year ago. So I feel like I sort of went through a moment of crisis maybe uh, earlier last year where I was trying to figure out like what's my style and what how can I differentiate myself as a lettering artist because if you um, go on Instagram or Pinterest like lettering has become a really big thing in the past few years Um, I've been doing it for about five years there's people who picked it up more recently and people who have been done it who've been doing it for years and years but um, there's a lot of content out there and so Last year, I was trying to figure out how to make myself um, look a little bit more different um, to stand out. And one of the things that I thought to myself was, well, I identify myself as a lettering artist, but I also exercise like basically every day. Um, I've, I grew up swimming uh, when I was younger and I did it competitively, kind of dropped off once I went to college, but afterwards um, I picked up triathlon racing. And so I continued swimming, uh, picked up long distance running and cycling. And I've also enjoyed doing like other outdoor activities like hiking and snowboarding and all that. You'll always find me outside some part of the day. And so I felt like that's something that I should embrace rather than just like suppress it because it doesn't have anything to do with lettering per se. Um, So that was the point where I was like, you know what, I'm going to make it more clear to um, my audience on Instagram and also to the people that come across my work that that's also something that I'm passionate about. And when I thought about it, you know, there's plenty of uh, people, businesses and brands out there that need good design. And I figured that would be like a really good opportunity to match the two. Hmm. How do you find the kind of like your athletic process and endurance 
um, ties into the amount of attention to detail and like kind of your artistic style? Mm, that's a good question. Um, I've so it's really interesting because recently I've gotten into listening to a lot of podcasts um, interviewing athletes. And before I was listening to just a ton of creative podcasts. So I'm trying to like see um, like similarities between the two and endurance (laughs) and consistency are like themes that keep coming uh, to me. And I feel like that applies to both artists and athletes. Like you need to be consistent in training um, and maintaining good health and wellness and all that if you're an athlete. Um, or just someone that wants to be healthy overall. But then as a creative, you also have to be very consistent with, you know, practicing, uh, going through all the foundational steps and um, putting out work uh, so that you can continue to improve. Um, So those are things that I've noticed. And um, in terms of like, you know, tying it back to positivity and all that too, I feel like I could uh, apply that in both my athletic side. So just like encouraging other people to also be healthy and um, getting people excited about like doing fitness workouts and stuff. At the same time, making um, people realize like uh, flexing their creative muscles can also bring positivity to their world. Uh, So those are things that have been like bubbling in my mind recently that I'm really passionate and excited about. Yeah. And just the amount of physical endurance it takes to paint a mural. <laughs> That's true. Yeah. Yeah. You're standing like for hours, your arms are raised. Um, yeah. It's a lot. You have to carry the paint, the ladder. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. How uh, do you think about your artwork while you're training or running or cycling or swimming um yeah I guess like because I mentioned I listen to these like both creative athletic podcasts sometimes I'm listening to the other uh thing while I'm doing the the other activity or like oh. yeah, so when I'm running I'm listening to creative podcasts or when I'm walking around the neighborhood and then when I'm also uh lettering like at my desk I'll be listening to athletic podcasts just to give myself inspiration in both worlds um so in a sense I am thinking about the other thing I guess um oh another exercise that I did the other day um exercise huh uh so I was running around San Francisco and I was you know going through the neighborhoods and noticed some walls that are boarded up because of you know the the riots that have been going on and stuff but then also realized like hey that's a that would be a great spot to have a mural and so just like thinking of ways that I can apply my lettering whether it be um, like murals or like mock-ups of murals or even pasting stickers of um, some designs that I've done in the past is like a way that I'm bringing my creative stuff into my fitness workouts. That's cool I love that and then it kind of like merges those worlds for you internally and then that's kind of so consistent to your external output thanks yeah I've been having like a lot of fun with it and I can't believe that I wasn't letting myself do that for so long um yeah it's been it's been cool yeah yeah how 
how do you work with brands in the outdoor industry? Um, kind of in the same way that you, you were able to embrace that within yourself as an athlete. Like how do you bring letter form and like really, really, really high end design into a brand? Yeah. So, um, last year was when I, uh, went through the stage of like accepting that I wanted to work with all these like outdoor industries and stuff. And I think early this year was when, or maybe end of last year too, was when I started to like strategize what kinds of brands I want to work with. And so the, the sports that I'm really interested in are like running, cycling, swimming, of course, but then also, um, rock climbing. Um, I, enjoy hiking and snowboarding. And so those are like the main buckets that I try to think of um, when I'm lettering either like what sorts of um, gear or like merch can I apply my lettering to? Like what are things that these brands may need in terms of like campaigns that are coming up and stuff? So I do a lot of brainstorming by just like looking at their Instagram accounts or like even their websites to just get ideas on what they have out so far, like what things maybe I can improve on um, or offer to them. And then I tend to do all of that just like personally. So it's all like little sketches in my notebooks or like Google Docs with just ideas listed out. And I try to let those soak in um, before considering like just reaching out to them either by DMing them on Instagram or like doing some research, finding potential like contacts that might be willing to talk to me. Um, but yeah, it I like the whole phase of just like researching and brain or like ideating. It's super exciting to me. Um, and there's a whole world out there of like outdoor industries. So that's very exciting. It is. And I saw that you did some lettering with climbing chalk. Yeah, I did. Um, that was for global climbing day. So that type of lettering is called tactile lettering. Um, basically like using objects rather than like pens or, um, like a computer program. So there are some artists that do phenomenal tactile lettering with like food or flowers. Um, but I think like last year global climbing day was coming up and I was like, I could draw on like concrete with chalk cause I've done chalk lettering before. Um, but what if I just like grab a whole bag of chalk and start forming the shape of the letters with the chalk? Like that might be interesting. So I did that in the garage of my apartment complex. Um, <laughs> I was just sitting there for like hours trying to get the letters together, but it turned out pretty cool. I think it turned out really cool. How how did you uh, like gather the chalk without like sneezing it away? Oh my god, I was so scared of doing that. <laughs> yeah. um, I was using a small like paintbrush, I think. Yeah, that's all I used. <laughs> I just to me that goes back to endurance. I'm like that. That sounds really really tedious to have it <laughs> have it look so perfect. Yeah, it, it took a long time. Um, my neck and shoulders were definitely sore because I was just like crouching down for hours, but it was worth it. Got a good photo out of it. <laughs> <laughs> hey, Lisa. Hey, Iris. You know that I don't like to cook. I know. We make fun I'm... of you all the time. 
I mostly eat SpaghettiOs out of the can. It's a weird SpaghettiO culture that you've created at work. But I'm learning to cook thanks to a new food delivery service I discovered, which sends all the food I need to make a week's worth of meals. It's all in one place and they deliver it right to my door. It's so easy and convenient and very environmentally friendly. Gosh, Iris, speaking about one-stop shopping that's easy, convenient, environmentally friendly, and makes you better, I know of a creative agency that is kind of like a one-stop shopping for your brand. Oh, wow, what's it called? It's called Wheelie. It's a creative agency for people who thrive outside. You can go to wheeliecreative.com to learn more about how to elevate your brand, your community, and yourself through powerful creative work and marketing that matters. Wow, I'm not hungry anymore. I'm just hungrier for creativity. Then grab a fork and check it out. WheelieCreative.com. I love how Chie doesn't stop with just hand lettering. She takes it fully to tactile lettering, um, like her project with the climbing chalk. That is such a great way to mesh all of her interests together, the outdoor side of her and the creative side of her. And of course, this is the Creative Outdoor Podcast, so what a perfect mix. And next, Lisa, of course, asks Chie about her relationship with money. We've been talking about this a lot this season on being a creative and having to manage your own money and negotiate, and let's hear what Chie has to say. And how do you, as an artist, um, kind of navigate the business side of creativity? Is that just as fun as the work for you or something that, I don't know, that's less fun? Um, I think there's like pros and cons to it. So I definitely have fun with the strategy side of things, um, you know, trying to think of like potential clients and how to reach out to them and also how to communicate like the value that I can bring to them, um, how to pitch ideas to them and stuff. Like those are all things that I'm super excited about. Uh, the challenging parts about owning a business is, you know, all the email back and forth and like the legal stuff with the contracts and pricing and everything. And that's just something I feel like comes uh, with time and experience. And if you are a solo creative or an entrepreneur, that's just something you have to like um, learn, continue to make mistakes and um, improve upon. So it goes back to the whole endurance thing, I guess. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, but, you know, just trying to like make sure that I learn from any of my mistakes um, so that I don't do it again <laughs> and just improve the business. Um, yeah, it's hard but it's also rewarding. Do you find it hard or easy to talk about money and explain the value of your creative services? Oh, it's so hard. It's gotten (laughs) easier, you know, like after having years of experience, you start learning from the people around you, like how much you're supposed to be charging or like how much other people are charging. And um, that, you know, the skills that you have are like super valuable and stuff. But when you're just starting out, no one teaches you those things. Even if you went to art or design school, they don't teach you those things. So it it's really difficult in the beginning, but I feel like, um, yeah, it just comes with experience. And um, also having 
like a community that you can trust that's willing to support you. That makes it so much better. I agree. I love negotiating. Um, oh yeah. <laughs> yeah, but I do. But uh yeah, it used to be something that would stress me out and then I realized, you know, that that negotiating is uh just basically like two people setting really clear I don't know, intentions and meeting yeah. each other's needs. So I don't know. I started to really love it. Yeah, yeah. And the more experience you have, I feel like the better you get at negotiating too because you start to realize like how that all those years of experience actually helps make the case that, you know, your price is, uh, or the price that you're offering is something that um, the client should agree to. Uh, it's not like, you know, the, the designs or like the creative um, that you're offering to them just came out of like a couple hours of work. It's like years of experience. <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. Or if something takes you an hour, it took you 10 years to learn exactly. how to do it. Exactly. Yeah. 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 What's your favorite artistic medium when you're lettering? Um, so usually I just start everything off with pencil sketching. So I know a lot of lettering um, designers or illustrators either can go straight to the iPad and sketch out their designs. Um, I or they can like go straight to Illustrator or something and put, put stuff together, but I can't do that. I feel like when I'm brainstorming um, illustrations, I like immediately pull out my notebook and start pencil sketching. And that's also usually like the really fun part because um, I can just, you know, draw things without having people judge me or anything. It's like all in my notebook. Um, and you can erase things easily too. So that's my preferred choice when I'm like starting out designs. But if I'm doing like something that's more final, I feel like doing murals is um, a very rewarding and exciting um, medium as well, just because the scale at which you can design things is like so, so much bigger. And the amount of people, um, that can come across your work because it's either in a public space or in a workspace. Uh, it, it makes it like last so much longer than just something that like a digital illustration that goes on Instagram. So I think those are like murals are something that I'm passionate about as well. Yeah. How do you go about getting mural projects? Do you just go into a space and say, I could paint a mural there? So that's one way to do it. Yeah. Like, um, a friend of mine recommended, like, if you see a mural or like a potential mural that you can design on a blank wall, like just draw something and mock it up on Photoshop and then show them, uh, the owner or whoever owns the wall and they'll just get so excited about it because they can visually see, you know, the, the potential and, how great that wall can end up um, looking. Uh, I think, yeah, you can reach out to the business owners. Um, you can also uh, like create mock-ups using, um, what do you call it? Like the stock images too. Mm -hmm. So I've seen some designers do that where they do illustrations on their 
um, iPads, but then they find like stock images of blank walls and then apply it on that. And that could also just like end up getting that artist like more mural projects um, because potential clients end up seeing it on their Instagram and stuff. And they're like, oh, I like that. I want you to do something similar to my wall. That's a really fun way to go about it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. And you don't have to like go through the actual physical labor of painting the wall, <laughs> which is really funny. Right. Do you use a projector? I do. I do. Yeah. Yes. So my very first mural project that I got, um, it was actually a chalk mural, but uh, it was for Google. And I was like so stoked about it because I was still such a noob with lettering and everything. Um, but you know, it was like large client reached out to me and it was a huge project. I was excited, but I had no mural experience like whatsoever. So I didn't use a projector. I didn't know about that. (laughs) And I just hand drew and hand measured everything. And it took me so long. And I think like a week after I finished that project, I found out about this like projector that exists in this world. And I was like, God dang it. (laughs) Yeah. And Google's like a really reputable first client, like yeah. first mural. That's kind of high pressure. I know. I know. I was like taking so long, but, you know, it had to look good. Um, if I had the, the projector, it probably would have saved me like half the time, but it's all good. It's a learning experience. Yeah. <laughs> it's true. It's true. Are you, as as you evolve as a designer and as um I don't know, as you as you are really building up a following that supports you on social media, are you finding that you are tempted or that you are using your lettering to um, spread positivity, but also to spread perhaps like political opinions? Like, are you getting into, into that? So like social justice or evolving there? Yeah, definitely. I feel like as creatives, um, you really have the the skills and the opportunity to bring something to the world that um, not only appeals to the eye of like the general public, but can also be um, visually put together so that's easy for people to understand um, and can like make a good mark in their in their brains, I guess. Um, just making something that's like a little bit more memorable than a printout of something, (laughs) you know? Mm -hmm. So in that sense, like I think lettering artists, um, illustrated as all that, um, can make a huge difference. I think in the last few weeks, like, you know, it's been crazy, um, times, but I've really been trying to kind of step back and I've been a little bit more quiet on like posting all of those messages about social justice and stuff. And the reason for me is because I am the type of person that has to like step back and like do a lot more research before I feel comfortable, like sharing out my opinions. Um, And I think that goes along with like the way I typically brainstorm for like projects and stuff. I can't just like jump into things immediately. I need to let ideas soak in. Um, So that's one of the reasons why I've been a little bit more um, off the scene, I guess. But yeah, it's coming. (laughs) Yeah, we will follow you for sure. Thank you. 
Yeah, because I think I think the level of just I don't know authenticity and and positivity that you you bring to social media is I don't I'm just really excited for what you have to say. Oh, thanks. Yeah. Is there anything I haven't asked you that you would like to share with our audience? Oh, um, I enjoyed all the questions you asked me, so I don't know <laughs> if there's anything in particular that I'd want to share um, in addition to that. But yeah, just like working on passion projects uh, right now, uh, it, in addition to like doing all the research and stuff too. And I feel like at this time, you know, COVID's going on and all the protests are going on and stuff. And it's like a really challenging time for people, I think, to, and one of the most important things I think is to just like take care of yourself. Cause I feel like if you don't have a good grasp of like how you're feeling um, mentally and physically, then it's hard to help others. So while I'm trying to digest all the things that are happening outside. I'm also trying to give myself some space to do creative things that make me happy so that I can like continue to bring the positive message to the people around me. So I'd recommend others to do the same too, if they are interested in like the creative space and all that. Awesome. Well, those are good words of wisdom. Cool. Well, thank you so much for your time today. Um, and where would you like us to send people to follow you? Yeah, um, my Instagram is usually the way people can contact me. It's at chie.tamada, so at C-H-I-E dot T-A-M-A-D-A. Uh, and if people want to see my work on my website, then they can just go to chietamada.com. Cool. Well, thank you again for your time, and I have really enjoyed uh, talking to you and hopefully we'll get to collaborate on something someday. Oh, I would love that. That would be awesome. Thanks so much, Lisa. Thank you so much, GA, for being here today. We are so excited to get to know you and we hope to work with you sometime soon. To all our listeners out there, thank you again for joining the Outside by Design podcast. If you can do us a favor, please go to your podcast app and leave us a review or you can recommend this podcast to someone you know who might be a creative in the outdoor industry. We really, really appreciate it. You can find transcripts and more information about the show at wheeliecreative.com. That's like a bike doing a wheelie. And you can find us on Instagram at wheeliecreative and let us know who you'd like to hear on the show. And with that, we will see you next week. Thanks for being here.